Hi, welcome to DRS Top Picks, Episode 2, which is our top five favorite TV shows. I'm Scott Vassilotti. I'm Drew Martin. I'm Alex Martin. And we have our guest this week. I'm Beth McLean. So we're going to talk about our top five uh, favorite TV shows, and these are our favorite TV shows. So we're not going to look at like historical impact so, or anything like that. It's just shows that we watched that we really enjoyed, and here, and we'll go over our top five. Um, how'd you guys come up with your your list? I thought of mine, uh, interestingly enough, is like if I were to make a time capsule of television shows that I would want to preserve, uh, they're the ones that I enjoy most and the ones that I think have the most like cultural relevance uh, for future generations. Uh, so that's kind of how I was thinking about it. <clears throat> um, personally, it's it's not... And my fa- like, I don't like to be tied uh, tied down to favorites. Uh, I'll go overboard on a certain show and not watch it for years, or constantly watch another show somewhere in the background while I'm like cooking something. So like that didn't really have a huge impact, um, but it's just my different types of loves love for uh, different shows. Um, so basically, whatever held the biggest place in my heart and memory. That's that was my list. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really go for nostalgic shows. I went for ones that really caught my attention or I was just enamored of mm-hmm. at the time. Um, there wasn't a lot from my childhood that I really cared about. So I think I'm going to have kind of a different list than you guys. And I'm yeah. about it. I kind of made, I had like kind of handful of factors like rewatchability. Like how many times have I rewatched mm-hmm. this show? Yeah. Um, the experience I had watching it, like, did I watch it a lot with friends and, you know, is so kind of like a memories thing. And, you know, uh, and so I guess I kind of did go with the nostalgia route, yeah. uh, the characters, like how I felt about like certain characters and the development of it. So there was, there was a lot of factors, I guess I kind of have when I made my list. Um, before we get into our list, we've been off for, you know, almost a month or so. Um, anything you want to talk about with over the summer yeah. that we've done so far? Um, just uh, on the subject of TV shows, I was really pleased. I went out to uh, L.A. with my wife and another couple, and we uh, hit an anime convention that was kind of a bust, so we wound up just cruising L.A., and while we were eating lunch at this hipster restaurant, we were sitting next to Gillian Jacobs, who plays Britta on Community, and boy, shout out to the first couple of seasons of Community. Yeah. It could have yeah. made my list it if could've. it had, yeah. if yeah. It had remained as consistent as mm-hmm. their, yeah. And love, she was wonderful on love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I still so am. I still haven't watched that, and I'm obsessed with uh, Mike Mitchell from that show. Oh so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. yeah. I love his character too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was kind of my little funny TV moment. And uh, you know, it, we went to Disneyland, and it really made me want to go back and watch a whole bunch of stuff. But yeah, not there's kind of a dearth of decent Disney TV. But then again, I'm 35. And <laughs> <laughs> it's not really made yeah. for me. I don't know. Wait for wait for some lists, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Alex? Um, yeah, so, uh, some of you listeners might not know that Beth is my partner, um, Drew is my brother, uh, so, anyways, uh, (laughs) Beth and I moved into a house recently together, uh, within the past month, and it's kind of like a weird space bunker, is how we refer to it. It It's really nice, though. It is extremely wild looking. Um, Yeah, it's a 
crazy weird house on the top of a hill. We're very isolated. Very isolated. Society. Yeah. It's kinda <laughs> like it's kinda like the Shining Hotel and we're currently recording in the garage. Yeah. And it's it's got some great acoustics in here yeah. and about eight thousand vinyl records from yep. Alex's collection. And if you hear Winnie's throughout the episode, that'll be uh that'll be Eve, the <laughs> other roommate. The the mascot. The honorable <laughs> mascot for the night. <laughs> what about you, Beth? Oh, it's just moving. Just because we were in downtown Frederick before, so now getting used to being in the straight up country is nice. Quite but, an yeah, yeah. adjustment, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah, loving you, life here. You don't miss the old town tavern crew outside of here. <laughs> I don't miss getting asked for money every time I walk out of the house, or being, or getting any type of like hit on with my hair, like hey popsicle head, <laughs> common one. Anyone coughing in your face? Nobody coughing in my face. We, Someone called you popsicle I miss, head. Yeah, in the library. Who that? Well. We're getting married now, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Can I come too? <laughs> um, well, for me, I just got back from Hawaii, so that was a vacation that I went on, um, and it was Hawaii is is beautiful, and we you know went to Pearl Harbor and and went to Kauai and. Um, Oahu and and it was it's unbelievable the scenery there and and it is by far the best coffee that I have ever had I cannot oh, wow. stop talking mm-hmm. about the coffee there I hear the coffee in Twin Peaks is better yeah. oh yeah <laughs> Twin Peaks that show is on a get Damn talked about I'm sure yeah. uh, but I cannot just talk about like how good the food was or I can't stop talking about how good the food was and um, just the coffee in Hawaii yeah. it was unbelievable and I base a lot of my vacations on how good the coffee in the oh, yeah. is. Yeah. So, you know, and it was unbelievable. And then just last week I got LASIK. So Ooh, I'm glasses. Nice. I don't have glasses anymore, which is fantastic. And just like a real quick story with that. Um, I was in the back getting ready to have uh, the procedure done and they had a movie playing for the people who were, you know, waiting to get LASIK <laughs> and it was Paul Blart. <laughs> <laughs> And I was sitting there, and I'm watching it, and I'm watching Paul Blart with, like, six other adults, and there's this one person just dying laughing, and I was like, this is Paul Blart, and I was like, and now, and, like, I was, like, terrified about, I was not, I don't want to say terrified, but I was nervous about getting the LASIK procedure, and I was like, man, if something bad happens, if the last movie I see is Paul Blart, I'm going to be so pissed off. And I, I haven't seen, like, a lot of, I just got that done last week, so I haven't seen a lot of people since I've gotten the procedure, but I've, I told that story to someone else, and, and I was expecting them to just kind of, like, laugh, be like, oh, yeah, because you don't want to see, like, that's the, the last problem movie with Paul Blart. <laughs> so I'm talking to her, and I, and I was like, yeah, they had Paul Blart on, and I was like, I don't want that to be the last movie if something bad happens, and she goes, well, was it the first or the second one? <laughs> Makes a world you of difference. Know <laughs> <laughs> People love that movie. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Like it's, yeah. it's got a following. Yeah. I've never seen it. Our aunt unabashedly is one of her favorite <laughs> that and Norbit are her favorite movies. <laughs> Guys, I, I want to run out to my car and oh, get yeah. my Paul Blart 2 hat. <laughs> yeah. I have a Paul Blart 2 visor in the back of my car. I have not seen Paul Blart 1 or 2. I, like, I am Blartless. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, really Blart and Fink. Can we make yeah. that mash up? The so, Cohen uh, Brothers. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. So, uh, but I can see. So the last Yay. movie that I saw was not uh, Paul Blart, but 
Just no. another quick aside. I think they should yeah. show stuff like uh, like Clockwork Orange. Oh yeah, I watched that today. That are like Unchien Andalu, like oh, any, yeah. any movie yeah. with like horrible I, eye yeah. damage. I haven't seen I haven't seen a Clockwork Orange since high school. And being a teacher, and I'm on summer break, and I. I was like, you know, I'm going to watch Clockwork Orange today. And, like, ten minutes in, I was like, oh, my God. I forgot how, like, You're like, man, I'm having a wonderful day. Yeah. How can I mess this up? Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful outside. Let me ruin my day. Yeah. It's We're a right. trip. Like, it, it, it makes insane. you feel like you've had an experience. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll do another movie podcast. Yeah. Sure that movie. Like, you movies that just, like, destroyed your life. Clockwork <laughs> Orange will be on that list. Oh, yeah. All right, so um, let's get to our, our top five here sure. for favorite TV shows. I'll, I'll go ahead and start. Um, number five for me was The West Wing. And wow. I didn't watch The West Wing for a very long time. It wasn't until – it's one – it's um, my it's probably my wife's favorite show. If not her favorite show, it's definitely one of them. And she kept saying, like, we have to watch The West Wing. You would love it. You love politics. You would really, really enjoy this show. And I was like, I don't want to, like, watch it. I don't think it's, like, for me. But I gave it a shot. I ended up just, like, falling in love with it. I think the show is great. Um, I love politics. Obviously, the show is on politics. Um, what I like about the show is it shows people in government doing what is best for the country. It's, like, how politics should be. So the president and even like, you know, and even like some of his opponents, they're not like bad people or anything. They're like truly fighting for what is best and for for the country. And it shows you like, you know, it's it's how politics should be. And I, and I like that. And I love the characters. I like how it shows you how polling works and debating and how campaigns and and all like the political science behind the things are in the show. Um, president Bartlett is obviously like the main one of the main characters. I, I every time I watch it, I was like, I wish he was real, and I wish he would enter the the twenty twenty race. And then one of my favorite characters in the show is uh, Bradley Whitford, and he plays or he plays Josh, who's the deputy uh, ch- uh, chief of staff. And every time I watch that show, I'm just like, that that's that's me. Like I feel like if I were in a TV show, like the closest thing to me is is Josh from The West Wing. He gets super angry whenever people don't see his way at times, and I was like, yeah, that's definitely me when it comes to politics. Um, and I, I just I just love his character and everything. So uh, number five for me was the the West Wing. I'm curious. Uh, we were just doing the Warner Brothers studio <laughs> tour out in. Uh, Burbank. Yeah. And is there some significance in that show? Because I've never watched it. Is there some significance to a napkin? Yeah. That's, All right. uh, so Bartlett, who's the president before he was president, I believe is the governor of New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And um, a New Hampshire governor? A New Hampshire governor. <laughs> okay. And his friend, who's eventually his chief of staff, is named Leo. Leo writes down Bartlett for president on a napkin. So he goes to visit the governor and he's like, hey, and, and Leo's involved. I forget what job he had, but he's he's a government guy. Yeah. And he's talking about like, I have an idea of, for the future presidency. And Bartlett thinks he's talking about like, oh, you're going to run. And then he's like, no, it's and then he shows him the napkin and it's Bartlett for president. And that's, that's how it's. Because Becca and yeah. Elliot, our friends, flipped out when they saw that napkin. And yeah. it, was, it was there at the it's Warner a, Brothers It's studio. a great moment. Yeah. yeah. It's a, yeah. If you watch the show, it's it's like a great moment in the show. Well, Beth, hit, hit us with the number five. Um, well, I sort of didn't order mine. I just yeah. threw them yeah, all in fine. a basket. But listed first, um, I have Broad City, Ooh. which is a huge show for me. Yeah. I think 
like everything you've heard. I, I don't know if you guys have ever watched it. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm obsessed. It was groundbreaking for, I think like young female comedians. Mm-hmm. Um, Abby and Alana are just the funniest thing I've ever seen. I like hee haw laugh when I watch it all the time. <laughs> and you'll see on my list, like a lot of it is just related to comedy and humor. It's that's what I'm drawn toward towards. That's like all I want to watch most of the time. Um, and I, I actually think that they did a really great job of balancing, like, a heartfelt show about, like, girls that are friends. Like, before I watched it, I didn't even really know that, well, that, I don't know, they, that that type of comedy could be produced, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they could do kind of, like, dirty, funny things, and, like, yeah. girls could express themselves in that way. Like, everything on Comedy Central was, like, South Park. I don't know, just stuff yeah. that's so guy-related. So, I find... Broad City to just be, you know, magical. and I haven't seen Broad City. It's phenomenal. It's it's so great. I've only watched a handful of episodes, and each one has left me kind of reeling in a way. Yeah, exactly. It's... It's, is it sketch? Is it a sketch comedy? Um, it's it's loosely based. So they started with webisodes, short little webisodes. I've read a lot about this. I've watched a ton of interviews with the creators. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it shorts. It, it it starts out kind of on this sketch show ideas. Like one episode is them just walking down St. Mark's in New York and all of the like hijinks that they get into. Um, and it's it's produced by Amy Poehler. It's just like, oh, like, it's, oh, like great. it's like comedy gold. Um, so even for dudes like. It's I really think there's there's funny stuff in there, and it's it's over now. Um, and it, it was stronger in the earlier season. You know, yeah. so many and shows are like that. Strong so strong, and then, yeah. and then like you know, kind of run out of ideas yeah. at the end. But yeah, Broad City's my. My yeah, I think with sketch stuff in particular, yep. they come up with their best material. Yeah. They workshop it for years. It was kind of like Flight of the Concords. Yep. Like yeah, Flight of the Concords. So Portlandia, hard. Exactly. Yeah, they yeah, hit all their best material yep. hit first. But yeah. I, I, I think the episode that I loved most was uh, the co-op. Oh, my God. Uh, like working at the co-op. Yeah. And it just flo- – like it's yeah. such a great satirical yeah. show. Um, that That was a really good choice. Yeah, good uh, choice. my first choice it, it, I'm with Beth like there's no particular order. Um, I chose Batman the animated series Ooh, oh, uh, yeah. many many afternoons I would come home from school and watch that. Uh, it was my intro to noir or at least the concept I saw it satir uh, satirized on animaniacs noirs mm-hmm. um, and just a general love of mystery and eventually led me to my my, my true love, which is Jalo films. Um, I also have a childhood love of Batman, the 1989 film. I would watch that literally about six times a day. I would rewind the tape when it was done and just start watching it. I know that movie like the back of my hand. Try me. Uh, <laughs> it's really well written. Uh, I like Not the... A midnight snack. <laughs> uh, it's well written. Uh, I kind of like the minimalist animation. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The animation in that show is awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And each story, I just think is is really cool. Like they have an animation card before, you know, telling you what the episode is, yep. and like the artwork is really cool. I know Mondo Tees, the poster company, has like picked up a bunch of those and done it. Um, I'm I'm just gonna do a real quick honorable mentions for animated TV shows was Clerks the animated series, Great. Simpsons. Sorry, Jump the Shark. Otherwise, it would have been on my list. Uh, Gravity Falls. Mm-hmm. So, going back to your Disney comment, Disney kind of killed it with Gravity Falls. Uh, DuckTales. I- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just cue that. Uh, OG Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and uh, Perry Mason. Obviously, that's not animated, but it's. <laughs> I, was say, was I used to stamp. Is that the lawyer show? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a courtroom drama. Yeah, but like Drew and I always had this thing. It was just like, how do you know if you've been up too late? It's when Mash comes on. Yeah, yeah. And Perry Mason was always the show before Mash. So I really liked Perry Mason, and when the MASH theme came on, I was just like, oh, God, what time is it? Because <laughs> I would stay up until, like, 1 a.m. to watch Perry Mason. Perry Mason. Yeah, so. Oh, man, MASH would come on at, like, 3.30 in the morning yeah. on, like, a Friday. And I'd be sitting there with, like, I would, I would be sitting there with, like, my late-night snack, which would be, like, three microwaved hot dogs and, like, six Chevy snack cakes. And, like, like, I gotta pound this and go to bed. I'm like, oh, no. Mash is on. Like, better finish these hot dogs. Yeah. Golly. Uh, so my, uh, I, again, I'm like Beth. I didn't order mine. Um, but I wanted to talk on the subject of animated shows. Uh, a little program called Avatar, The Last Airbender. Oh, nice. This was a quick little three-season uh, show. It's a amalgam of Canadian creators and, I believe, uh, Korean animators. Uh, the whole premise of the show is that uh, the world is divided. It's kind of this, like, steampunk-esque world, but uh, basically it's divided between people who can manipulate the elements. You have fire, water, air, and earth benders. They can manipulate things um, to children from, like, a little Inuit tribe basically find a boy frozen in the ice. He turns out to be the last of this nomadic uh, tribe of airbenders who can manipulate the air. Um, he's the reincarnated spirit of the Avatar who can master all four elements and bring peace to the world. Basically, one dies, the next is born. He's been in hiatus for 100 years, frozen in an ice cap because his whole tribe has been murdered. Um, so very quickly, the show goes from this goofy romp with a bunch of kids. You know, you have your core cast of Aang, Sokka, and Katara. Uh, and it quickly becomes a meditation on genocide. And you're like, I don't think this is a normal kids program. And yeah. from there, uh, the first season, you know, first half of the first season is, you know, spotty. Uh, once it picks up steam, everything from the latter half of season one all the way through season three is funny, touching, endearing, um, really genuine, like the world building is absolutely phenomenal. They've thought out every aspect of manipulating the elements and how all of that coincides with the earth and its creatures. There's so much to be said about the fight choreography. The voice acting is really terrific. Uh, I mean, they're, just every facet of that show, they fired on all cylinders. And it's a hard sell for people. I know when I first watched it, I was completely turned off because I was like, what is this fake anime? Yeah. Um, I'm very elitist, and I was just really put <laughs> out by it. And the show really started to connect with me and hit home with me. And I think I really connected particularly with the character of Sokka, who's just very flippant. He's He's got no, you know, bending powers. He's just... A good martial artist, but kind of a goof and jokes his way through most situations. And I have just this unbound love for his character. Uh, later, they introduce uh, an earthbender uh, named Toph, who's a little blind girl. And they work in a great joke with Mick Foley playing a character who's like conflicted about fighting her. He's like a professional wrestler type. And they, they, they throw down together. And it's just really cool because it's like... 
here's a character with a physical disability that absolutely does not impede her ability to be like one of the biggest badasses on this entire show. Yeah. It's just hey. a very inclusive show. Uh, it spun off into a series called uh, uh, The Legend of Korra, which like, you know, it had a huge ending where two of its main female characters, it's strongly implied went off to live together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, here's a cartoon aimed at children and it's, talking about gender identity and politics. It's talking about so many different things. Like I, I'm sorry to amble so much about this, but it's just really, it it, it means a lot to me. Um, my wife and I have cosplayed multiple characters (laughs) from the show and it just brings me no end of delight to look back on those pictures and just revisit that show. Sure. So that's Avatar the Last Airbender. (laughs) I, I'm not like a, I don't watch anime, so that's not like a. And I know that you are you're a big anime fan, but I I remember um, when they made that a movie. Oh, that was that, no, they didn't, Scott. I don't yeah, know what you're yeah. talking about. That never yeah. happened. Not react I, well. I remember yeah. um, it was nine years ago or so when it came out. I remember, it was whenever it was during a World Cup. I remember that because we would always go to the Green Turtle oh, to yeah. watch all the <laughs> I, like early in the morning. Um, we would meet at the Green Turtle and watch all the, like the World Cup games. And there was like this one match that like we didn't care about. So we're like, well, the movie theater is right across the street from the Green Turtle. So we like go across the street. We're like, we'll just watch a movie and then go right back to watch like the, the yeah. next match. We were in that theater for like thirty minutes, and we we're like, you this left. Is- yeah, we left. Good. Yeah, we left. And it, uh, and I didn't want to be like. Scott came back in and was like, this is the worst M. Night Shyamalan I've ever seen. That's uh-huh. It was one of those, like, we're sitting there. There's like four or five of us or whatever. And we're all just kind of looking at each other. Like, no one wanted to be like the person to be like, let's just, like, get out. Because it's like, I didn't know if someone else was enjoying it. I was like, this is. This is this is like Paul Blart, you know. And before Paul Blart. And. Uh, and, and then finally, someone was like, "Hey, do you want to do you want to leave?" And I was like, "Yes." It, like, yeah. it killed me to take such great source material. And Shyamalan was a fan of it. And I don't know what happened, but he talked so much before the film was made about how his kids brought it to him and how much it meant to him. And I, that was a, a dagger in the heart of every fan of that program. And it yeah. became kind of a laughing stock for that reason. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I. I just had to Google it. I had no idea that M. Night Shyamalan actually did that. (laughs) Oh, really? You made that joke? Maybe maybe it was subconscious. Like, I saw the movie poster and his name was on top of it or something. (laughs) I actually Googled it and I was like, well... Bust my buttons. <laughs> yeah. That is M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dang. I mean, I, I, I recommend it to people who have never watched an anime. It's a great entry point yeah. because mm-hmm. anime has some weird tropes. Yeah, you have to yeah. be yeah. Yeah. you have to be comfortable with it, and that's a good introduction. Sure. Yeah. Alright, so that was five. Um yeah. let's go with four. For number four, um, I put the office. I think The Office season two and three is some of the best TV like ever. I can rewatch it, and I do. I rewatch that show, yeah. especially seasons two and three, yep. all the time. Very rewatchable. It is very rewatchable. I love the characters. Um, they just did a great job at develop um, at the character development. 
they have, I have a lot of like good memories watching the show as well. We used to get together. Ryan, who was a part of the podcast, who was like in France or Germany or something like he's that. He was in right? London last yeah, night. Yeah, he's in London he's last night. He's, he's all over Europe. He's hey buddy yeah. his way across. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's definitely hey buddying his way um, around <laughs> Europe. He's like an Indiana Jones map. But he's so like the little red dashes. He's going to be so bad. He's going to listen to it on his flight now. Oh, hey, buddy, you! Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. We love you. Yeah. So we don't know where he is, um, but he's somewhere in Europe. But where? we used to get together every Thursday at his place, and we we would watch it. And it was it was like just we had a, I have a lot of good memories doing that. It was like you you come home. We were I think probably all in college or out of college at or like yeah. fresh out of college. It was like we. So we would like get off work, go straight to his house, hang out for a little bit, watch the show, um, and it, I, it, it, I just have a lot of good memories watching it. We would like um, puppy pile on the floor. It was yeah. great. It was like a stack of yeah. people. And I, I think all the big moments. And, and by the way, like we're going to talk about shows. If you haven't seen some of these shows or whatever, like, and you don't want to be spoiled, you probably don't want to you know skip ahead. Spoiler but alert. yeah, yeah. Um, Every big moment in that show, if it was a wedding, if it was um, a birth, if it was whatever, they hit like a home run on. The, all the Christmas episodes were like fan. I think that like were fantastic, and that's like what they're kind of known for, you know. Um, it could be number one on my list if the tw- if the later seasons just weren't so bad. Couldn't agree more. Like, that was if if you stopped it after season five, I could be like, this is like the best. But like that season, like when James Spader yeah. came on, and you're Nelly. like, "What the hell is yeah. this?" Like that actually like made me finish it, and it was yeah. so. I think I stopped around like season four, season five, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that." And then yeah. when you actually marathon it all the way through, it's it's not yeah. cool. It's it, not, well, it, I think that they did a great job with the finale. Yeah, I think I, it I, was like yes. literally like a couple terrible seasons where they lost their comedic lead. Like they were lost without Steve Carell. Yeah. And they had really funny, like Will Ferrell was on it. Yeah. He wasn't funny at it all. Wasn't funny. Like, that's hard. That was like, <laughs> hard. yeah, that was like, a, and that was like a, just a terrible character. Yeah. It's like we have them for four episodes yeah. and we have no idea what to do. Yeah. And because you can't have him do anything major because he's going to be leaving in four episodes. Sure, yeah. So, and I don't know. It, I just thought it ended really bad. But um, I, I still love it. It is that show. It's like you could always put it on in the background. Like if you ever have friends over, you're like, oh, well, just put on an episode and it's just kind of there. You watch it, you talk, then you watch it. It's a it dangerous again. game because then you're two seasons later yeah. in someone's house. Yeah. Except <laughs> the unwatchable episodes, Scott's Tots. Oh, that's yeah. brutal. Scott's Tots is too cringy. So bad. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, so bad when he said he would pay for their college. And they drug. wind up with not laptops, but like laptop the charge battery. Or the battery. The battery. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what? That's brutal. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that. <laughs> I just had to mention that. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. that was like the later seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just. Cringetopia. Just... Or, the, or the dinner party dinner episode. Party. That was. So, oh, yeah. Such Comedy gold. Like, that one like, night, yeah, you made everything <laughs> all right. He's an artist. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I will say the the acting in the show, even because I rewatched it last summer, like the whole thing, 
And I will say, even in the bad seasons towards the end, you have actors like uh, Rain Wilson who played Dwight. Mm-hmm. You could tell towards the end he was giving it his all. Like, you know, yeah. like it, it wasn't – they they it was just the writing. Yeah, because so you needed bad. an acted job after that TV <laughs> show. Yeah, and then, yeah. Um, Got to show my chops in season five. Yeah. So um, this will have, The Office for me was number four. Cool. Yeah. What do you got, Beth? Uh I I was like like I'm a huge Office fan, um, and I was like wrestling with picking that or you know Parks and Rec. Like obviously, like very lovable series, and the one that I landed on from that, which you guys are not going to be surprised from that era, is mm-hmm. Thirty Rock, which yeah. is oh, yeah. my 100% like Jim Jam. Tina Fey is like I, I I idolize her. Like you know anything that she does is gold to me. Um, and Thirty Rock had this like wonderful potion of like Tracy Morgan and Tracy uh, Jordan Jenna yeah yeah like yeah just like these wonderful characters like Jack McBrayer there's nothing funnier to me um and Alec Baldwin just like doing his thing I don't know that it was just this super charming show and I frequently uh say 30 Rock quotes all Just like time. as I'm talking and nobody knows what I'm talking about. So. <laughs> I, I want to make a couple of jokes from that show. Yeah. And honestly, I don't even feel comfortable saying I'm on a podcast. Really? I don't know how they got it on network television. Yes. They, they did some rocky <laughs> they, stuff yeah. on there, which is fantastic. I like, love the, the, the Spaceman. Go yeah, Dr. Dr. Spaceman! <laughs> and it's Spachemin. Yeah. I was just telling Alex about one where... Tina Fey, Liz Lemon gets a TV show and she's like super excited. She starts singing this song and she ends it with, and bring me some hair. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot. Like it, it's my, com- like, I don't know how to explain it. Like that's what I yeah. like. And then like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt like plays yes. a lot yeah. on those. Yeah. Like, which I, I know that show's not for everyone. It's like really weird premise. Oh, it's yeah. made me cry laughing. Yeah. Oh, no. It's, both of them. It's like. just, it's like a sil- so silly. It's it's like you have to laugh. At it, yeah, I think, so. I think very very thing. early on in our relationship, we went to IKEA, and <laughs> Beth, you can take this one if you want. Well, it's one of my favorite episodes. I'll keep it short. It's the IKEA employees like want you to have a fight in IKEA. They're like feed <laughs> off of your misery, and she they're going through, and she's like IKEA's winning. Like they're getting in a fight. And she's like it's winning. We can't let it win. And the employee comes out of the back, and he's like, oh, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look it up on YouTube. It's there. It's just one of my favorite joke works on so many levels. Oh, absolutely! I think pound for pound, that's the funniest show that's ever been on television because the the jokes drop so fast, so quick, yeah. And and it's just like you can tell it's all of their writers working, like firing on all pistons. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. incredible. I don't know if it's each character is plays themselves <laughs> so well. Or that Jack McBrayer's definitely oh, yeah. playing himself. Yeah. Especially when he starts talking like that. <laughs> yeah. to, to me, it just seems like either they gave the characters enough room to breathe on their own, yeah. or they're just playing themselves and they're so good at playing themselves. And yeah. like the just they were all firing on all cylinders, yeah. like playing into each other's roles. Yeah. Well, their improv background probably. Oh, absolutely. Into it a lot I don't know why I didn't even put that together. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Twilight Zone, go ahead. I'm going to go, my choice is going to be the Twilight Zone. Uh, Not every episode was a banger, but the ones that were really stick to your ribs. There will be one episode, you know, dealing with space, and, like, the same concept is applied into an episode for 
you know, the Wild West or whatever. They're, uh, I think the first episode I ever saw was Time Enough at Last, which is like in the first season where, you know, a uh, guy's wife basically tells him like, he can't read books, which seems like a very odd thing to tell your partner that you can't read books. So everyone on the planet dies. He's stuck in a bank <laughs> vault and he comes out and has all the books in the world to read. But unfortunately, his glasses break and isn't able to read them. Um, nobody can ride on a plane without checking out the wing. There's something on the wing! <laughs> um, it was a bad... Uh, Jimmy, but, you know, I tried. I haven't <laughs> seen The Twilight Zone. I mean, I, I've seen a handful of it. I haven't really, yeah, I haven't seen it. It's like the same five plots. That was, yeah. that was yeah. William Shatner, who terror at uh, 10,000 Oh, feet. was that Shatner? Yeah, yeah Shatner. Uh, um, and it was just an introduction to, like, the esoteric and brooding and strange storytelling that, that I really resonate with. Um, what do you got, Drew? Well, that, it also spawned one of the best pinball boards of all time. Absolutely. Twilight Zone pinball. I think the soundtrack, like, that intro sequence, even when I was little, that was a scary. Oh, yeah. It's a scary like, yeah, intro. intro music, like. And everyone's like, I'm, I don't think I've ever seen a Twilight Zone episode, but I know the... The song. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I, I have to say that I was out at Disneyland, and I was so sad that they rebranded the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror to oh. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, drives me nuts. Bummer. Now, you can still go to the original Disney World. Twilight Zone yeah, mm-hmm. at, at, at Disney World, and it, it may, I don't think it's the original, but anyway, you can still ride it in that iteration yeah. there. But i got to be honest, that Guardians of the Galaxy ride was phenomenal. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't believe that they would make me like it back. I don't think I liked it as much as Twilight Zone because there's something about moving in that elevator yeah. across the hallway and the sense of it's dread. a great theme. Yeah. It really Waiting is. Waiting in the line in the lobby, like I think Disney does what Disney does the best, and that's the attention to detail inside yes. said house. Well, you know, they make it interesting while you're waiting to basically ride an elevator. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. that's phenomenal. Yeah. Top five Disney rides. That is yeah. another future podcast. Episode. Oh, future episode, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Set aside I mean, a couple hours. Yeah, so. okay. <laughs> that will be a future one. I have some hard choices yeah. to make. It's haunt, it's Haunted Mansion. By yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, Man, that's it would be Haunted Mansion. Aerosmith's Rock and Roll yeah. Coaster, <laughs> and then Haunted Mansion yeah. four more times. Um, so uh, I'm going to stick with the animated theme that we had a little bit here and the comedy theme and just kind of slice of life theme. But uh, I really can't underrate the significance of The Simpsons. I, I can't tell you how important that show is. However, I couldn't in good consciousness pick it because, number one, I felt someone else would have it on their list. Hmm. And number two, um, it really has some magical moments. Um, but I, I just wanted to pick something a little outside of that and something that if I were to preserve this in a time capsule, I'd want to show this to people in years to come. And um, my next selection is King of the Hill. Knew it. Great. So I, I knew King of the Hill was yeah. only on yeah. yeah. And I mean, what's – what? Like, what can you say about King of the Hill? It so completely... Good. Except like, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, Mike Judge has this ear for people. Mike Judge has this way of observing life that is so subdued and so acidic and yet kind of 
off like it, it 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 catches you off guard and you're laughing at your own folly and foibles and there's so many recognizable people in the town of Arlen, Texas. Yeah. Um the thing that connected me to the show initially was just it was funny to watch these, you know, cartoon guys and you don't realize how the show doesn't need to be animated at all. No. It could be a live action program. Yeah. Like there's there's but it wouldn't be as funny um, if it were, and I think to, there, there are moments of absurdity and then there's moments of absolute, like, this is a thing that could happen and nothing mm-hmm. ever breaks that boundary. They kind of keep in their world. I mean, you had the Megalomart blowing up at one point. That's oh, a little yeah. absurd, but like stuff like that happens. Um, long story short, uh, I think what really connected me to the show was that I, I don't know if I've ever connected more strongly to a fictional character than Bobby Hill. For like everything that Bobby is, I have never I, I've I've experienced everything Bobby Hill has experienced, like being embarrassed at sleepovers and like I've just, seen you play a guitar with a brick of cheese. So that <laughs> look, Dad, I'm Eddie Chatter. I, I thought you were gonna say that. Our father is Hank Hill. He is Hank Hill. So relatable. Your dad is Hank Hill. And I was just like, I was this weird theater kid. Like, you know, I would, I would just come out doing the same weird stuff that Bobby Hill did. And dad, like dad was more accepting than Hank. You know, dad wasn't like, you know, get that stuff out of your hair, boy, or I'll smack it out. You know, like it, it was, you know, he really let us chase our bliss, and I'll always be thankful to my father for that. But at the same time, we had that same relationship where he, my father, tried so hard to understand where we were coming from with all this, with all this contemporary culture, and he was like, I, "The boy ain't right," you know? <laughs> but he kept it to himself. But really, the show is—it it spans so much of American life, and I think for it that does. reason, if I were to tell someone like, "Hey, this is representative of," American family sitcom and, you know, I think this kind of encapsulates everything that we were experiencing throughout like the late 90s, early aughts. It's more solid pound for pound than The Simpsons. Um, I think the voice acting is phenomenal. You get, I mean, I know Peggy Hill is a, a Kate, my wife can't stand watching the show because she just does not like Peggy Hill's character at all. But Kathy Najimy is so funny. Yeah. And, she's terrific uh, on that show. Yeah, she really is. And unfortunately, we lost, uh, uh, I'm so sorry, uh, she voiced Luann. Why am I blanking on her name? Anyway. Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. Oh, yeah. She passed away and she was incredible. I mean, all of that, just so much nuance there. Then you had a, uh, uh, help me out here. Um, uh, he played her boyfriend for a while. Famous Rusty? singer. No, no, not Tom Rusty. Petty. Tom Petty was on yeah. the show. What? Yeah. 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 That yeah. yeah. He was terrific. He, yeah, uh, that's yeah. very cool. That, King of the Hill. I love lucky. That was his lucky. Name. Yes. Slipped yeah. on pee pee in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He was independently wealthy. <laughs> Sorry to ramble about King of the Hill. No, King, yeah. of the, King of the Hill is so good. And it the, is so good. And I will say that um, at Awesome Con, I think it was Awesome Con a couple years ago. We, and for those of you 
who might not know, we, we go to some conventions and stuff. Like we've been to some comic cons. We've been to awesome con and stuff. And we cosplay, we dress up. Horror we conventions. Go. Yep. And uh, I, I dragged poor Beth to horror conventions. And, and one of the ones we went to a couple years ago was Awesome Con in DC, and we cosplayed as uh, King the Hill. Yeah. And you were Dale. Yeah. And that was one of the best cosplays like I've ever seen. I was thinking it was like terrible, but uh, Ryan and John Redcord oh, yeah. was pretty oh, yeah. incredible. You, you and actually, Ryan, yeah, he was really, he was really, really good. good. You and Ryan killed it. You and Ryan. Killed it. I just wore like a propane the the propane t shirt and like and made myself have like a beer gut and I was like ah, this is stupid. But was, you two look you two look great. I, and I was so delighted. Like there's this weird internet meme thing that's been happening for years where people mash up King of the Hill and anime. And it is oh. the funniest thing in the entire world. Like I have the <laughs> sign, Sea King, Sea King. <laughs> I have the sign print of all of the cast of King of the Hill, all the men in King of the Hill dressed as Sailor Moon Scout. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the same artist was at an anime convention we were at in LA uh, week before last, and he had made a print of Hank and Bobby as Goku and Gohan from Dragon Ball oh, Z. Yeah. And instead of riding on a cloud together, it's a propane tank, <laughs> and I about fell out. Like it is just the funniest, cutest thing I've ever seen. That, that might be awesome. what I watch tomorrow. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just find yeah. Put down a clockwork orange. I watched the clockwork orange today, and it and it it made me feel real weird um, <laughs> for the rest of the afternoon. So maybe tomorrow, King of the Hill. It was on Hulu. I don't know if it's still streaming Mine's on Hulu. Still be there, but um, I'll have to check. I'm, yeah. Um. All right. So for my for for number three for me, um, I put The Simpsons. And I put seasons I, seasons one through nine. Oh, nice! Are so good. Yeah, like it's unbelievable. Ten through twelve, you, that's where you can start to see episodes kind of dip. Yeah, not that it's not bad or anything. It's just not as not as good. And then I honestly haven't watched a new episode, and I couldn't even tell you the last new episode I watched. Yeah, but I, I will say the golden years of that show. It, it's some of the best. T- it's some of the best TV I've ever seen. Arguably the most it, quotable too. It, I, I put on my notes here. It is so quotable. Yeah, it is so quotable. The characters are so iconic. If you have never seen The Simpsons, like ever in your life, you know who Krusty the Clown is. Yeah. You know who Homer is. You know who Mo. You know all of them. You're you probably, never even at the show. Yeah, you're seen probably the show. saying stuff from yeah. the show. Yeah, you yeah. don't realize. Oh, and you don't. Yeah, yeah, and you don't even know. And I, I just remember like being in elementary school and middle school. Um, it would come on at six and six thirty on Fox, mm-hmm. and we would watch it. And then, like the next day at school, that's what we would talk about. Oh, absolutely! Like the yeah. Simpsons, we would just quote it. So it's like a lot of good memories with that. I love putting it on in the summer. Uh, I can wait. I cannot wait for it to be streaming. I know it's on be streaming. I think on Disney's new uh, streaming service oh, in the nice. fall. Because right now I just have it on DVDs, and I hate going downstairs <laughs> to get a DVD. I just want it on my on my Apple TV there, and I can't wait for that. But I do love putting on like just a, a season five DVD and just like watching it. And it's just all you gotta do is hit play all, and every episode is just so good. And then yeah. real quick with the uh, with with. Uh, a couple years ago, we went to Baltimore Comic Con, and Drew was Millhouse, and I was Ned Flanders oh, in our cosplay. People loved your Ned. Flanders. And that was the best cosplay I ever did. I got I got so much love for being Ned. Yes, I, people were taking. I was taking random photos with like people who just wanted. Um, Wanted the pictures with uh, with me as Ned Flanders, and I thought that was great. And then uh, 
my brother and his wife and their daughter was there, and, and my niece at that time was like one. She was real little, and then for 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 Christmas, my uh, my sister in law got me this shirt, and it is a picture of me as Ned Flanders holding my niece, and it says, "This is what a cool uncle looks like." And I just, <laughs> it was like, it's just such a funny shirt, Nailed and I'm it. like dressed as a Ned Flanders there. So that that you know, it just means a lot to me. Um, so I have, yeah, I put, I put the Simpsons on. There. I don't think our. Uh, Drew and I, I don't think we're ever really allowed to watch The Simpsons. Same. And I, I think the, the defining moment was it, it came on and it was like early on in the episode, Homer falls asleep in church and he like falls and his head hits the pew in front of him and just damn goes, it, damn it, really loud. <laughs> and I heard our mom just laugh so hard. And I think that was like the floodgate after that. It was just like Simpsons all you want. My honestly, like my favorite Simpson moment and it still sticks in my head is when the April Fool's prank that Bart pulls on Homer, he takes a Duff beer and takes it to the local uh, the paint shaker. Paint, yeah, he puts it in the paint store. shaker and he puts it inside of the refrigerator <laughs> and it's still shaking inside there. But the best part is when Homer goes to crack it open and Bart jumps in the room to point and say, April! April! <laughs> Explosion! But then, like, they just see, like, this explosion on Evergreen Terrace, and Chief Wiggum is just, like, <laughs> it's exploding beer or something. He's like, I'm going to pursue it on foot. <laughs> something about pretzels, like, getting pretzels. Oh, my God. What, what's your favorite Simpsons my moment? My favorite Simpsons moment, it's really hard to say, like, I, I, I super love when they take a character and they just, like, take them to the depths of ridiculousness. And for that reason, I mean, I've always been a Millhouse fan. Um, always, always, always. Again, I connect with like the like nerdy kids, Bobby Hill, and you know. But I think um, the moment that really did me in was uh, it was the episode where they were doing the film festival in town. And Barney Gumble oh. submits his film. <laughs> I know what uh, Pukahontas. <laughs> and the panel of judges is watching this thing. There isn't like a dry eye yeah. in the house, you know. It's like this like super, super tasteful art, art film. Yeah. And there's a moment where he's he's talking about his alcoholism, and he's sitting in a in a circle with a bunch of girls. He's like, "That's how I became an alcoholic." <laughs> like Mr. Gumble, this isn't an AA meeting. This is a girls. Meeting. And Barney Gumble says to them, is, is it, it or is it that you girls can't admit that you have a problem? <laughs> I, every time I see it, I have a coffee mug thanks to my brother-in-law, Zach, that says, don't cry for me, I'm already dead. It's just him laying there with a rose. It's so wonderful. Like, it's just the height of absurdity. I love yeah. the Barney moments, like the space episode when he's able to sing, like, very model of a modern major general and he's like spitting and flipping like yep. just, uh, you know, when he turns out to have a, an amazing singing voice in yeah. the B-Sharps episode, they do so much great stuff with yeah. Barney Gumble. So Barney Gumble is my answer to favorite Excellent. Simpsons moments. And also, if you think about the Simpsons, the the guest stars, like yeah. everyone has guest John stars. Waters. And one of my favorite guest star episodes. <laughs> yep. that, that was just a, that. that, that. <laughs> um, that ever basically name an actor or an actress or a musician, and they were probably on the Simpsons yeah. at some point. Smashing Pumpkins. This is the, the, the Homer, Homer Simpson yeah. smiling politely. Yeah. Sonic <laughs> Youth is in my cooler. Get out of there, you kids. <laughs> and uh, that was the Homer Palooza episode. Yeah. 
And yeah, just so many great moments. So that I, I put The Simpsons at three. What about you? Well, that. So I actually wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons when I was little, so I was a little bit quiet on that one. But I do remember the Lord of the Flies episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Ralph is, I'm so hungry I could eat an Arby's. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's like my yeah. favorite line. Of, See, I, I, know, I, I thought you were going to say the go banana. Go banana, yeah. That's no, great. I think that's the episode, whatever. Oh, like the bunny. The when um, the kids are on the island because it's yeah. Lord of the Flies, and Otto, the bus driver, is like sailing away. Uh, and he goes, <laughs> one of my favorite quotes. He just <laughs> he puts his hand out the window and he goes, "Zeppelin rules." <laughs> I I hope my last words on her are as cool as that. What about it? Smells like Otto's jacket here. <laughs> We got all right. You know what? Maybe we should do like top, top five, five Simpsons, Simpsons episodes. Yeah. Yeah. That will, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Have you have you seen like seasons one through probably ten-ish? like probably, you know like yeah. it's one of those things that in popular culture you just pick up oh, like the reruns yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. I, if I watched it, I would be he haul. I'll be honest. Like the there were like one or two episodes. I have a couple of the DVD sets that I was like, how did I miss this episode? Yeah. They yeah. weren't like groundbreaking, so but it was just many. like my god. Yeah. Because there are so many that kind of yeah. like bleed. And that's like whenever I put on like a DVD, I do the same thing. I'm like I for, totally forgot yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah. Like the Sims, uh, Bart and Lisa play hockey. That, yeah, that was I totally great forget about episode. that episode. Yeah. Great episode. Yeah. So <laughs> to switch gears, I I would like to continue on the comedy thing, but I should get my non-comedic few I have. Yeah, sure. Um, so I didn't know if we were allowed to do partial seasons or if it, if it was the whole series but I just decided whatever I don't yeah. care I'm doing whatever I want so my pick is season three of friends I get <laughs> so you got it now, um, now it's uh season one of true detective mm. oh Which, yeah what for me um you know like I said I didn't really go for like the classics or anything like that it was really just stuff that I got caught up in and yep. couldn't look away and loved it and was obsessed and I've watched it I don't know, countless times is actually one that I put on a lot. It's, <laughs> like, I just have it running, which is, is like, so not a great subject a matter. Show. It is, it really is. But I think in terms of TV acting, when they had, you know, Woody and Matthew McConaughey, that is like the top, top of the line to yeah. me. Um, they, they did an incredible job of creating those characters and just, just yeah. making it the freaking creepiest thing i don't know just building it so much that's it's uh definitely as of my life right now it's like one of the yeah the top i couldn't agree um, more and i think yeah. like the the i don't know if it's like the renaissance of tv when mm-hmm. we were getting like big name actors yes. on tv mm-hmm. shows and that to me was like a huge renaissance that yeah. it's like oh this is wonderful like people are putting time and effort into tv yeah. shows and yeah. Arguably, it might be a more lucrative career to get locked into like a good TV series. Um, You know, like like Fargo. I I was kind of skeptical of a lot of that, and the first two seasons of Fargo are unbelievable. Season one and two of Fargo was when we get to our honorable mentions. I'm probably not talking about. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, but. Yeah, I Fargo season one. That for me is when I started taking like Netflix specials or you know many series. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like more, uh, more serious. Um, My my pick is gonna. I'm gonna bring it back to comedy. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go for Black Books. Ooh. Yeah. uh, Black Books is a British TV show about a guy named Bernard Black 
who owns a bookstore and he's the surliest man on the face of the planet and is unbelievably hilarious. Uh, It was three seasons and I got to just put this out there in general. Uh, British TV, what I love so much about it is that it ends. It's, It's so quick. It's in there. It's two, three seasons max. It's very juicy and then it's done. Um, Black Books, every episode, in my opinion, is amazing. Uh, there's one episode where they brew wine, and it kills the Pope. Like, <laughs> that, and that's just the end of the episode. Sorry for the spoiler, but it, yeah. it's just like they put so much effort into making this wine, and I, I can't even do justice to how funny the episode is. Yeah. Um, it, it For me, picking this show, it's more personal to me than other British comedies, i.e. some that I didn't grow up with that are a little bit more notorious. Uh, which brings me to my honorable mentions. Monty Python is brilliant. I think they were so ahead of their time. Their comedic delivery is just hilarious to me. The the pet shop that doesn't have any pets, like <laughs> so much of that show is just hilarious to me. Uh, and then the IT crowd yes. would be another one. I think the writing with with a British TV show is just so fast, so quick, and like very fast paced. And for me, that's what I want. I want. In and out, you know, like yeah. a good story for one episode, you know, and like sometimes story arcs are great for me, like one episode done. I, I really appreciate like a really well-written story. Yeah. I, I really am thankful to Jess for turning us on to black books. Couldn't and agree more. It was wonderful seeing Dylan Moore and even though his stand-up was extremely strange. It was a little painful. Yeah. He was, he was, I mean, once he was up and running, he was great. He almost was burning black that he night because he yeah. kept. Hitting that wine. <laughs> Dude was drunk as a skunk, lived his best life. Um, all right. Um, so, so far I've done a kid's show, relatively speaking. That's Avatar The Last Airbender. I did uh, kind of a slice of life comedy thing with uh, King of the Hill. Um, and I guess for cultural preservation purposes, I would want to do some sort of true-ish crime, you know, some sort of crime drama. Um, and I don't know if this popped up on anyone else's list, but The Wire. Um, I think it's very easy to put this on there. Uh, it, it requires no explanation if you've seen it. Um, you have, throughout the course of five seasons, um, this scope of a city and its people and you see these vicious cycles happening throughout the show. You see how each injustice in the system loops around into itself. And it's like Herberus eating its own tail, you know. It's just like the same things happen because the same power structures are in place. Because yeah, yeah. the same uh, sad lives keep getting lived out. Like the same cycles of abuse. The same... You know, people just manipulate the system for whatever they can get from it, from of everyone, you know, and uh, the whole thing kind of boils down to kind of a moral play by the end, where even those who act immorally like McNulty are not punished in the way that they should be. Um, it pulls the rug at some of the biggest moments of the entire show. And I, I don't want to do this as a spoiler review. I don't want to reveal anything that people wouldn't have seen themselves by watching it because I had about three false starts with the wire. 
I started to watch it, started to watch it, started to watch it. And finally, when it sunk in, when I really started to enjoy it, I devoured the entire show and immediately started it again from the top. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the verisimilitude there, it really, they put so much care and attention into making it feel like a, a, a reality show. Um, that they don't, they use only diegetic music, like things that people, characters are listening to in the show, um, security camera footage, things like that. It's so well realized. The dialogue is amazing. It takes a while to parse out, but, um, but I, I don't know. Did anyone else have it on their list? That's actually funny you say that. The Wire is absolutely on my list. Yeah. Uh, we can skip my turn, but, uh, I couldn't agree more. Like five amazing seasons even the weakest season is better than most shows. Yes. Best what, what do you deem the weakest season? Season five for me, I thought you was the five. weakest. Yeah. But I still enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah it was still really I, good. I'm inclined to agree with yeah. you. Yeah. But I thought it was the weakest. People say it's two. And when you go back I and watch the docs. Yeah. Two is better. When it's the docs, yeah. it was better the second time. Well, that, that's what I wrote here was like, I love how the characters weave in and out of seasons. And I, I also think... Their, their characters are so well written. Yes. I mean, almost as well as like 30 Rock, like every character is given its room to breathe and they just interact with like those people on the docks are people that you probably know or have run into in yeah. daily life. Like yeah. they are just everyone written. except for Ziggy, Boozy. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, I wasn't happy with Ziggy, no. but, but you know, there were so many other characters that were just great and relatable. Uh, McNutty, Bunk, Bubbles, <laughs> Herc, Stringer Bell, Omar. Uh, him putting Herc. up boy if yeah. there was one character I just wanted to punch directly in the nose it was her he got a little corrupt and a, li- a little yeah, yeah. that guy <laughs> might be the biggest hey, hey look the the no spoilers yeah. um, I, I think it's it's so cool um, Omar putting on his tie uh, in and the, the courtroom, yeah. just oh. so funny. Yeah, and the me. line he delivers in that courtroom scene where he says to the I'm prosecutor. You're part of the game yeah. just on the, with the briefcase. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. carry a gun, you carry a, a briefcase. briefcase. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I also picked it because of my love of Maryland, uh, seeing parts of the city being filmed that, you know, I lived in Baltimore for a while. Shows you a part of Baltimore that you don't really. Well. They, they do a little yeah. bit of the filming in uh, Sidebar. Shout out Travis, who owns Sidebar. Um, it, it's very cool. All the locations are very personal, and I just love seeing, like, a corner street. It's just like, oh, yeah, totally been there. I, I love to see, like, it's like the parking garage across from O's Stadium, and I'm like, I parked there! Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I parked there! Like, you, like, you pause here. it, and you tell everyone in the room, yeah. you're like, you know, I was, I've, I've been Maybe here. Maybe right about a year ago today. Yeah. <laughs> they did a helicopter shot in one, I, I think it was like Pier 4 or Pier 5, and I got so excited. I was and like, oh, that's on the promenade. I've been there before. But, I mean, that, that, that just factors into the love of it. It's, it. I think it's actually just like an added bonus that you see things being that we're all from Maryland and yeah. spend a lot of time. I think each one of us has probably lived in Baltimore at some point. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And it actually, yeah. like, yeah. I waited a long time to see The Wire. Um, and actually, I thought for honorable mentions, uh, Underbelly, which is an Australian crime TV show, is just, like, basically the Australian equivalent of The Wire. Uh, it's it's a little bit more, like, crime-oriented, but, you know, it's, it's pretty much... Um, kind of the same ballpark yeah uh so sorry my turn got taken oh, scott no what, what do you think man um well when I, i'm gonna do my honorable mentions when i'm right before i get my my number mm-hmm. one pick. oh yeah so because so i'll say what i have to say about the wire a little bit later 
But um, for number two, for, for, some, for second best, my second favorite show, I have Parks and Rec. Oh, nice. Um, but besides season one, which is kind of like you, you just kind of skip it, you could tell they're working on like character development and stuff like that. Um, season two through seven or six or I think it's seven, whatever, two through the end. Um, it's just it's unlike The Office that got bad. Parks and Rec stayed good. Yeah. Every every season, like I said, except season one is excellent. Um, I, I thought the show was going to be terrible because it came on right after The Office. And as I said earlier, we would always get together and watch The Office. And then right after The Office, Parks and Rec was on and it was season one. And was we were it like, a mid-season replacement for another show? It might have been. Yeah. Like, I, I, I forget. I, I do remember being at Ryan's place, though, when we were watching it. And we we're like, this is not funny. Like, this is not going to be good. And then... Sure enough, after season two, I think you told me you're like you got to watch it. It's on Netflix. It's really funny if you get through season one um, and just watch season two. So we did, um, and I, I and I just love it. I think Leslie Nope's character is fantastic. She reminds me of the West Wing, and her except she's like obviously she's she's it's it's a comedy, and the West Wing is not. But she loves government, and she's doing her job in government to make her her town better mm. again it's like how government should be and i and me being again a big political person that's that's what i'd like to see and you know um so when i watch that show i i i i feel i feel good um not to get like political or anything but if you know things are things are kind of crazy right now in the political world so it's good to like put on that show and you can't or the West Wing and you kind of see like how I think government should be. But anyway, that's just that me. idealistic lens. Yeah. What I really yeah. like about Parks and Rec is that they never really broke the characters like they, they kept true to the characters. And I, 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 I'm unfortunately in a camp where I didn't love the office after a certain point because I felt like they stretched the characters beyond what they should have been. Yeah. And Parks and Rec stayed true to those people and let them kind of like live as those characters. Yeah. But I don't know that, that show is absolutely, that was an honorable mention yeah, for yeah. me. Same. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, that snake juice episode. Yeah. Uh, almost destroyed my, my intestines. I was laughing so hard at it. Like if there's anything funnier than Ron, Ron Swanson, Swanson in that little hat in the club <laughs> dancing and Leslie, no yep. asking for more snork juice. Like uh, and the best line from that whole episode is where she goes to Ben Wyatt and she's like, Oh, he, I'm so hungover. And he says something like, Oh no, really? I got up and ran three miles. And she's like, "You did?" He goes, "No, I threw up in the shower." Yeah. <laughs> That's why I love Ben Wyatt. <laughs> yeah, so Parks and Rec for me. Uh, what Great about you choice. for number two? Um, number two, I am. I said I wasn't going to get nostalgic, but um, I went with SNL mm. because that is actually a show that I grew up watching and um, just fell in love early on and you know all the the characters uh, Mary Catherine Gallagher superstar one like that yeah. was like my humor level I guess whenever mm-hmm. that was on and then you know just watching it all throughout uh high school and everything to the newer cast members I don't know it just like I think they're always doing great things and especially now they're they're really doing well with uh with I don't know Playing the political, yeah, the political thing world well, yeah. um, as they usually do. So, yeah, yeah SNL is a, a classic for me. And uh, once again, 
in the comedy realm. So. Yeah. Do you have Do you have a favorite era? Um, I liked uh, Bill Hader, yeah, Stefan. I don't know how to describe. I guess Kristen Wiig, like oh that, yeah, that Kristen Wiig is great. And so I love Bill Hader. As yeah, well. yeah, Bill yeah. Hader's great. So. I think a lot of people our age kind of default to the, like the Adam Sandler, Chris Farley. Yeah. Um, yeah. Help me out here. Voice Troy Land. McClure. Oh, Bill um, Hartman. Bill Hartman yeah. in that yeah. era. Yeah. Um, but he said Sandler. Sandler yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But at SNL, when you say you like it, people immediately just get. Ah, it's weird the reaction yeah. that people have to it. It's polarizing. People it is. are like, "Oh, it sucks right now," or so yeah. so isn't. I don't know. I just. I uh, they it. say that, but I'm sure some people will be nostalgic about it later. Like, yep. there's probably going to be some resurgence where they're like, "You know, actually, the later episodes are pretty good." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which yep. I'm I'm sure it might be, I, especially I, with like the political turmoil that you've been talking about. It's yeah. just like something might hold true, and and I, I feel like, and I'm not like a big sketch comedy fan, so I I watched. If something like blew up and it was like really funny and it made it to YouTube and stuff, I saw it like that yeah. SNL. And I've yeah. seen all like the political stuff, yeah. you know, because it's they they have just been hitting home runs left and right with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not like a diehard sketch comedy fan, but it I kind of lost my train of thought there. <laughs> but it's uh but I, I feel like those things kind of always go in waves of like it's really, really good yeah. and then it kind of dips and some episodes are funny and then others are not because it's sketch comedy and that's just kind of – Yeah, I think people is. generally look back very fondly upon it because it's like the sketches that were good, that's what people focus on. No one focuses on the bad ones yeah. generally. You know, yeah. It's just kind of an overarching like, oh, this person isn't good or you know whatever yeah. the case is. But I mean Will Ferrell was unbelievably amazing oh on it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, he, he, the old prospect. The old prospect. <laughs> By far. Is I didn't even see that until I met Alex. And it's, Which didn't even air. I think no, it was it didn't. like it an unaired uh, yeah. sketch. That one was really good. I think the Chris Farley when he's on the Japanese game yes. show. I mean, yeah. those are two Lunch of my Lady favorite. Land is, is hands down my yeah. favorite. Yeah? Favorite. Oh, really? I sing it. A lot. <laughs> it's Joe. Joe. And I like how you brought up uh, Sandler because Sandler, I think everyone our age has like memories of Adam Sandler being like yeah. really, really funny. Yeah. And then moments where you're like, this dude is not, like, he jumped the shark. Yeah. His movies are terrible. Yeah. But I was really happy when he came, you know, I'm happy that I felt like the past year and a half, he's had a big comeback. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, and I think his stand-up special yeah. that he did with Netflix Absolutely. Was, was really good. <laughs> like, it, it was yeah. really funny, and I was kind of nervous Ooh, about it. Job like, smells bad. <laughs> job smells bad. <laughs> I, I was, like, really nervous about it because I was like, I didn't know if he had been practicing stand-up in a while because yeah. he's in movies all the time. Yeah. So, and I remember talking to Ryan about this, I, and I feel like, and I said, if Adam Sandler does like anything worth watching again, it's going to be stand up. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be Grown Ups Three, you know. It's <laughs> it's going to be. I bet you he makes like a lot of his money from like producing stuff. Yeah. I know. Well, he has a deal with with Netflix where he has yeah tons of tons movies. of movies. Yeah. And just, so I'm yeah I'm sure he's honorable mention to Grandma's Boy. That movie still to this day is That's so hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, so I took. Oh yeah, you your, talk, You said I the wire. Your next selection. Yeah. All right, so your number, your number, your number. I feel two like I'm there. about to cut someone else off at the knees here. Um, uh, so I already did a crime drama, and I feel bad throwing another one in the pile. But I mean, in terms of 
scope and sequence, uh, pound for pound, I think the best show that's ever been on TV next to The Wire is Breaking Bad. Is this your number one? Uh, no. Oh, okay. All right. No, all right there's all something right. above. I was going to say, did I miss one? So this is number two. All right. Yeah, so, so Bra- I mean, Breaking Bad is something that I came to late. Um, I think it was already on its third or fourth season by the time I started watching it. It was a little brutal at first. Um, the first three episodes are gnarly. You see a man completely melted down in a bathtub, yeah. falling through a ceiling. You see so many things. And I, I'm kind of glad that they hit you hard initially because everything after that is a little bit – I mean you said the, from that moment, the intense moments of the show – come from characters choices and how they absolutely gut you they rip your heart out in certain moments and i won't list them because again if you haven't seen breaking bad i want you to have that opportunity to see it spoiler free but i think that vince gilligan the creator of the show really captured lightning in a bottle he was able to come up with this transcendent idea that really was nothing he put he says this all the time i wanted to make mr chips uh, turn into Scarface. Yeah. And from the first episode, you get Walt White out in the middle of the desert in his underpants and a pistol next to a meth lab, a rolling meth lab, with the police bearing down on him. And you're like, how would like how did this happen to a high school science teacher? Mm-hmm. You know, where is it going to go from here? The cast of characters is absolutely remarkable. The you know, the 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 performances that they give are incredible. Um just the way they were able to wrap everything by the end, the the whole scope, like I said, is just yeah, absolutely that, that ending is probably one of the best, most epic endings. And yes. I remember vividly, uh, I fell off with Breaking Bad for a while, and Drew kept uh, pressuring me and just, hey, you should really check it out. And I remember the very finale, he had a uh, shot of. Dimple pinch. Dimple pinch. It's a scotch that Walter White likes to drink. So, yeah, without any spoilers, definitely, uh, that, that was what we, we had on the very season finale. So it, it, it very holds a special place in my heart because Drew and I were able to bond and share that moment, and that was really, really cool. Yeah, I, uh, I like to, during the winter months, run on the treadmill and I'll grab my Kindle and I'll just put on Netflix and I've watched a lot of fun stuff on there, but I've, I think I've watched Breaking Bad twice all the way through just jogging on the treadmill. Consistently good, too. Yo, oh, yeah. 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 It never like, drops in there's, quality. There's no, I don't even think there's a bad episode. No. That's, that if, was, if it is a filler, like, it's good. Uh, it's got I some, think there's one episode, Fly, is divisive. The bottle. People. The bottle episode. Yeah, yeah. And, and really, like... There's a lot to be said about that episode, whether you like it or not. There's a lot going on in that episode. They're they're parsing out a lot of character information yep, and development. Yeah. Um, just getting to the core of who Walter is, and I feel like there are several turning moments in that show for him where he just becomes something completely other than what he's been, and it's incredible to watch that transformation and how Brian Cranston, you know, represented that. Uh, I am a huge, huge fan of that and Better Call Saul. I feel like that show is now yeah. firing on all cylinders. There's a prequel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, Anything Vince Gilligan wants to do from here on out, I'm on board. It, I feel bad. He has a bunch of X-Files stuff. Yeah, that he I created watched. X-Files, right? He, or, did he create it? He wrote on or it. Or he wrote it? Okay. He yeah. wrote on it. Um but I just feel bad that he's got all this other quality entertainment and I haven't really watched. I did yeah. watch the... 
uh, the episode where they had Brian Cranston on X-Files, and that was like his introduction to Vince Gilligan, and he's like a man with a bomb inside of him. Yeah, when Chris Carter uh, started X-Files. Okay. Anyway, that's enough about did I Did I take anyone's... Well, there. Well, let me do my honorable mentions okay. first. Um, so we're, we're we're now on our top pick, but I want to say some that almost made the list. Um, not to continue on the wire, but the wire was so close, so close, so close to making the list um, for me. And if I made this list a week from now, maybe the wire would bump up on there. Mm. Um, I love that show, but I put the West Wing just a little bit above it. Uh, but the wire is fantastic. Uh, South Park. And South Park seasons one, probably that's probably like season one through like fifteen. Yeah, are are so good. It was so original. It was so groundbreaking. They they broke every rule imaginable and did not care. Mm -hmm. Like that was what I loved like Mm -hmm. the most. They were like, we don't care at all. We're gonna do what we want to do. Yeah. Um. And if Comedy Central doesn't like it, too bad. Like, and I, I really like, I like the guts that those two guys have when they made the show. But it was like so topical. If something happened on Monday that in like the world, and it was like super crazy, you knew on that week's episode of South Park, they were going to talk about it. Absolutely, like yeah. they were going like that. If you haven't seen that six days to air documentary yeah. about Trey Parker and Matt Stone oh, putting yeah. out an episode. I think it's like Human Centipad is yeah. the episode that they put out in that documentary. It's incredible to watch those two work. So, so, I, so South Park and like the characters are just unbelievable. Yeah. Cartman, Kyle, Stan, Kenny. It, it's it's um, well, you Butters, forgot Butters. 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 It was like my I more cosplay Butters. that we did. Yeah, we South did, Park we, character. Yeah, we did a we did a cosplay for New York Comic Con as uh, as South Park characters, and Drew and I made it to BuzzFeed. Yeah. We were on BuzzFeed's. Uh, yeah, we were standing Butters from the Stick yeah. of Truth. And I remember the guys from BuzzFeed came up to us and like, can we get your picture? And we had to write down what our jobs were, and then they posted it on their website. It's like what you know the cosplayers' jobs, you know that you know. Like, you won't believe yeah, what you these twenty five yeah. cosplayers. Yeah. Clickbait. And we were at dinner, and my friend who lives in Colorado sent me a text message. He's like, "You're on BuzzFeed," and I was like, "What are you talking about?" And then I got the link, and I was like, "Oh, we we made it to." Yeah. Uh, I put side. I put on my side, you know, my job, human resources, and someone in the comments of the article was like, "He looks like Toby Flunderson." Yeah. I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> um, another another uh, two more honorable mentions for me. Uh, Seinfeld. I I love Seinfeld so much. I loved how Larry David and and Jerry Seinfeld who made it. Um, one of their rules was uh, no hugging and no learning. Because they did not want to be Full House or Family Matters. They wanted to be the opposite. And there's no hugging in that show. And there is no learning in that show. It is just like four people who care only about themselves. Who are going to do whatever they just want to do to benefit them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not saying it's like people to look up to. But it was just so funny how they just don't care at all about anybody but themselves. Absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. (laughs) Seinfeld is... Amazing, and it was just so funny, and and it's on like I feel like it's on all. It's probably on right now if you turn on the TV. It's on somewhere, so it's always like good if you're you just to like kind of have it on. And then uh, the last honorable mention for me was Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just I know it's an early show. It's only been on for three seasons. All three are great. Um, when we watched season two, 
Um, we got together at Ryan's house and everyone brought their favorite, uh, breakfast cereal mm. over. So we did were like crushing breakfast cereal, watching, uh, which top five breakfast cereals is going to be a future episode <laughs> at one point. Episode. Um, but anyway, we're, so we're like just crushing like fruity pebbles and frosted flakes and watching stranger things. And it was like. So no ego waffles. That was yeah, no one, yeah, no, yeah, no one brought up any waffles there. So those were my uh, honorable mentions. Did anyone else want to throw an honorable mention before? Or, yeah. or I thought this was funny. Shows that you thought were good but are not good when you rewatch them. <laughs> yep, I will go through both of my okay. lists like that. Um, my honorable mentions were The Office, Parks and Rec, Arrested Development. Just Oh, oh Arrested Development. I didn't even think of Arrested um, Development. I only didn't pick Arrested Development because of the problems with the later seasons. Like, yeah. It's pretty... It's kind of tragedy. Um, I put Game of Thrones. It's kind of the same deal. Um, I was really into Game of Thrones when it started. Um, I put BoJack Horseman. Yes. Um, Thank you. Because that's a really solid show. But like you said, it's like a newer one. It's still ongoing. Um, and it's it's kind of a harsh watch yeah. sometimes. It's not an uplifting show. No. Um, and it's it's almost too silly for me sometimes too. So it's a, but it's worth it. And then um, I put Portlandia just while we were sitting here and we mentioned it. And yeah. I was like, I love that show. Put uh, a bird on it. Yeah, I put a bird on it. Um, <laughs> can I have a dollar? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Shellard is over. <laughs> Beth, Beth learned what a cross punk was. Yeah, I did from that show. Um, and then shows I was really into, but looking back, they were not that great. Um, Dexter. Mm. Oh yeah, Dexter's <laughs> real bad. Dexter's real bad. I even read the books of that one. Yep, I was into that. Uh, True Blood. Yeah, uh, mentioned that to you guys earlier. Also read the books for that one. Yeah. Um, and Walking Dead, which uh, I was really into, and also read the graphic novels for that. Wow. And then <laughs> it was all just trash. Can I tell you the the thing that made True Blood best? like most watchable was just hearing vampire bill talk <laughs> and his delivery of lines like i love you so good <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh uh warner brothers studio tour we got to see merlots oh. we saw the cabin that they turned into merlots bar from oh, awesome. true blood i think I saw, when i did the tour a handful of years ago i think we saw that too. i had never it's, seen true yeah. blood so uh, i didn't like, like yeah you yeah. didn't care i was like oh like cool yeah like yeah, yeah it was right across <laughs> from up. the swamp where Kermit sang the Rainbow Connection. And down the street from five different sets for Gilmore Girls, which Kate was excited about. That show gives me anxiety. I know. I find that's divisive between guys and girls, but that's a whole different episode. There is a cult of Gilmore Girls that Mm -hmm. I did not know existed. Oh, yeah. Gilmore Girls is huge. I don't know any guy. Well, I know one guy that likes Gilmore Girls. The fan base for Gilmore Girls is yeah. pretty intense. I mean, good on them. Yeah. Uh, I did for honorable mentions. I'm going to echo what Scott said with Stranger Things. I think there's so much nostalgia and throwback there. And being a large horror fan, I, I think that that TV show. Uh, Beth and I have been chipping away at season three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Season two wasn't my favorite, but I'm definitely give like other you know TV shows a pass or that sort of thing. Um, I forgive those indiscrepancies. Um, I didn't. I had a bunch of other comedies, uh, like Beth said, Arrested Development, the first three seasons. I couldn't hang with the fourth. Yeah, um, fourth was bad. I'm gonna echo what I said earlier. Just TV shows need to end. I'm with like, you. Like write yeah. write something, 
just be done with it, like finality, quit milking it. Cause I know how hard it is to get like a TV show on the air and to get a fan base. Like, I just think Americans, I don't know what it is about our culture. It's just like, we want it bled to death. I, I just want it to be there and then be done. And all I can hear is that guy from Pet Cemetery, like sometimes dead, dead is better. better. Like yeah, yeah. you buried that show. You should have moved on from it. But fans kept asking for it and then they got it and they were horrified yes. with the results. Yeah. And that was like, the thing though. The, for Arrested Development people, I, that might have um, – there was probably other shows. But it's the only show I can think of where there was such a de- demand to bring it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like an online campaign to bring it back. And then ne- I think that was Netflix's first show was season three – or season four, I guess, of oh, really? Arrested yeah, Development. Four. And everyone was so excited. Yeah. And then you were like – it's. It's definitely a curse of the monkey's paw. It's just like, I want it back. Yeah. And that finger curls and you get <laughs> <Yeah>. garbage. <laughs> and, and I remember watching uh, Arrested Development, the first season on Netflix, like the, the Netflix season. Mm-hmm. Um, so season four, I guess. Um, in the first like two or three episodes, I'm like just trying to tell myself that I like it. I'm like, this is good. Like, it's good. And then eventually, like, this sucks. Yeah. Like, I'm not done with it. It's just not good. Rage quit it. I, yeah. You know, I think we should have a top five TV shows that we started that just rage quit. Yeah. yeah. Um, another big, uh, big, big, big honorable mention for me would be um, Stranger Things, like I just said. Um, I'm also going to go with How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. Uh that, that was a good show. Eventually jumped the shark, so that's why I wasn't higher on the list. Uh, it's Always Sunny, Seinfeld. Um, a big, big, big one for me is Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, first two oh. seasons are untouchable. Uh, third season, couldn't hang. Sorry. I know some people are really into it. Like I love David Lynch. I love a lot of that stuff, but for whatever reason, I just I- – can, can I do say it. something about Twin Peaks real yeah, quick? Yeah. I know that fan base is really strong. My brother, if he was doing this podcast, one of my brothers would have that in his top five. Yeah. Um, I tried two summers ago to watch it. I got through all of season one. Mm-hmm. And I, and to bring up The Simpsons, when Homer's watching Twin Peaks and he says, like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> that was me after every episode. <laughs> they of make Twin a Peaks. lot of, like, Twin Peaks references. A ton of references of, on The Simpsons of Twin Peaks. A ton. Yeah. And I remember I watched – uh, the season one of Twin Peaks two years ago, and I had that Homer Simpson reaction. Like I was sitting on my couch, like just looking confused, and just after every episode, I was like, I have no idea what yeah. just happened. <laughs> like what what is going on? Yeah, like it is so weird. Like there's that lady who just talks to a log the whole time, and and it's just weird. And I respect it because I like when you know, David Lynch goes. Definitely outside the box. I think he writes and drama better than most people. I, yeah. He can hook you, like his movies, he can hook you like no one's business. Or repel you. And then halfway through, you're just like, I hate you, Dave Lynch. What have yeah. you done? But then, you know, he'll rope you into another story. And yeah. it's just, I, I'm a huge, huge Lynch fan. Um, I generally don't watch a ton of TV. Uh, I'm, you, I'm a huge movie fan. I think I generally will rather watch like a feature length film than dedicate a lot of time to a series. Cause I feel like I get burned a lot of times Yeah, uh, by a TV show. It's just like, Oh man, I invested all this game of Thrones. I felt very ripped off by that. At the yeah, I watched you marathon the whole last mm-hmm. 
leg of and it Game hurt. of Thrones. It hurt. Um, <laughs> and it hoit. <laughs> and I, I, I'll only watch something if someone I super trust tells me that it's something I need to watch versus like, oh, this TV show on right now is really good. I generally will wait until it's finalized and people are like, yeah, it was solid. Like, it's worth a watch. Um, I don't have a TV show that looking back is really bad. I guess How I Met Your Mother would probably be like the most cringeworthy one because the jokes are very time related. You know, yeah. it's, it's very sunk into like the 2000s and a lot of that is just kind of like yeah. not relevant and not, that's why I think comedies don't necessarily stand the test of time sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I will give a shout out to the latest show that I just finished that I thought was phenomenal is Fleabag, which yeah. is on Amazon. I couldn't recommend it enough. Two seasons, I think the woman who writes and stars in it, I don't know if she said she's going to do a third season. I I think it's really cool because when she went from season one to season two, she said she just needed to marinate on it and just come up with fresh ideas. And to me, that's like, I would rather like anticipate another season and you write it when you're ready. And like when that creative outlet is kind of peaked. So for me, I, I highly recommend Fleabag for anyone that hasn't seen it. Very, very, very funny. Uh, the woman is such a beautiful actress. Uh, breaks the fourth wall all the time. Her facial expressions are just phenomenal. I, I couldn't recommend it enough. Cool. Uh, my honorable mentions, uh, Planet Earth. I oh, love yeah. watching Planet Earth. I could just turn it on and zone out. And it's incredible how well they encapsulate how life works. It's really wonderful. I love documentary style TV shows so I would throw Chef's Table on there. It's oh just, yeah. Right. I mean it's the closest thing to being in the kitchen with someone just the way they like sumptuously shoot all of this food. It's very garish. It's very, you know, but the stories that they tell about the chefs are really uh, provocative and and challenging and happy and comforting all of those things. Um there's a show called Neon Genesis Evangelion. It uh, came very close to my top of the list. Uh, there are some caveats to that show that kept it off the list for me. Basically, it's an anime show about uh, three children who are at the brink of humanity trying to defend uh, what remains of the world with giant robots against these things called angels. They're giant creatures. The whole thing is a deep exploration of the human psyche. Really, that's what it boils down to. And they use like elements of uh, Christian mythology and the Kabbalah and things like that. Uh, The whole thing is just steeped in religion. Um, It's pretty much talking about self-actualization, this idea of becoming the best you that you can be or learning to accept and love yourself. And it's kind of a brutal show because... Self-acceptance doesn't come very readily and no one's willing to hand it to you. Um, it's I the whole thing spins out in the latter. It's only 24 episodes. It's been 26. It spins out at the end into this psychedelic very whirlwind. Cool. It becomes almost unintelligible for a little while and then yeah. comes back in. They wrapped it up with a bunch of films because fans hated the ending and then they're rebuilding it it's called rebuild evangelion um it's so iconic like yeah. the character design the robots I saw that netflix recently it. got it so yep. i'm kind of interested to actually crack that nut i think i got through the first episode i want to cycle back to what you were saying about chef's table i, yeah. I really kind of wish i picked that up 
But the second you said it, I was just like, I should have said parts unknown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Parts unknown for me is just like anytime I'm feeling bad or just need need a little bit of a pick-me-up, I think parts unknown is definitely – but yeah, I, I don't know. Those those shows in particular are great. Uh, Evangelion is a hard watch. It's it's really really hard. I keep trying to like impress it on people, and and they come back to me and they're like, I made it to episode eight, and it's just too much. Mm-hmm. Like it's too much sadness. It's too much moping. And I guess I have a lot of those things in me, so yeah. I'm like, deal with it. Um, the only other thing I wanted to mention is a show called Madoka Magica. Um, it purports to be like a Sailor Moon ripoff for the first three episodes and then becomes something so dark and sinister and crazy right afterwards. Um, it's, I think, 11 episodes. Again, I it's a qualified recommend. You have to kind of like anime. If you do like anime, holy crap, drop what you're doing and watch it. Monica Magica is amazing. Um, it's so... It's so amazing. The, the the enemies all wind up looking like decoupage <laughs> nightmares. <laughs> and it's just clever and a complete upending of those tropes established by magical girl shows and stuff like that. But anyway, are we going are we going to with our last pick? Right, yeah, our number one pick. So we'll we'll end it. Um, my number one show, favorite show is Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. great. never has a show taken over my life the way that this show did. I could not stop thinking about Breaking Bad while I was watching it. I kept asking myself, like, is Walt going to get away with this? Is he going to get caught? Is he going to get killed? Is he going <laughs> to escape? What is Like, I could not stop thinking about it. We made right before the last season started. Do you remember when we made like yeah. a game where we listed all the characters? We had to make predictions on each of the character. Whatever was correct, we were like, we took about the breakfast or something. Like, whoever is the most correct. I also want a pork pie hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, we had, like, there was, like, 10, 15 people who were, like, in on that game that we just created where we had to guess the fate of all the Breaking Bad characters. Um, The acting is as good as it gets. The writing is as good as it gets. Um, The directing, um, Michelle McLaurin directed some of the – she's one of the directors on the show. Basically, if you watch the show, any super crazy violent action scene, she filmed that scene. Hank and the Cartel. Not to give anything away if you want to watch it, but you will know exactly what episode I'm talking about if you've seen the show. That was her. Um, the shootouts that happened, she directed them. She's just a phenomenal director and how Breaking Bad – I never heard of her until Breaking Bad. I don't know really what else she's done, but I just know she did a phenomenal job in that. Um, Ryan Johnson, who directed the episode we talked about earlier, Fly. He also um, did uh, Brick and Looper. Yeah, the, the movies and Star Wars The Last Jedi is his most mainstream film that he yeah. has done. Um, but he's a phenomenal director, so he directed a handful of episodes. The ending was was as satisfying as you can get for an ending. Yeah, it, it was the story opened and it ended and that was it. And that's what I liked about the show. And, you know, Vince Gilligan said that's what it was. Like, when the season's over, you're going to know it's 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 over. It's on an end. Um, it's not going to be like the Sopranos or anything where you don't know what's happening. Or So, um, I know they're making a movie um, uh, that stars uh, – it's going to be based on, like, what happens with Jesse after the show. And I know it's going to be on Netflix and also AMC. Why not Walt? And <laughs> – um, I don't know how I'm nervous I'm excited but I'm like nervous about it because I feel like 
some, some just let it go as a part of me of mm-hmm. you know what it's like it's perfect don't touch but who knows they could put it out and it might be an unbelievable thing oh we talked about this yesterday we, i think yeah. jesse's owed more screen time. yeah so that was my number one what about I mean, you beth i want to say you guys are making me want to go back and rewatch breaking bad and the wire because i did the first seasons of both of them and just didn't get into them, but I guess I'll try it again. Yeah, give it a shot. Um, give it a shot. And my last pick um, was Stranger Things. So oh. y'all talked about it, and I don't know if there's a lot to add. Yeah, except the soundtrack is amazing. What is this? Stranger <laughs> Things. Um, we, uh, yeah, we're going through the third season now, and I can already tell it's not going to be as good as the first, but that's another one of those shows that, you know, picked me up and caught me up in it, and I, like couldn't stop watching and I was just obsessed so I think it's just I, I don't know a lot of people that aren't into Stranger Things yeah. it's like it's, it's everyone wa- like, everyone is watching it yeah it's like you know? appealing it's, it's yeah. you know plucks at people's heartstrings because of that nostalgia so yeah those characters are really lovable too yeah, it's, yeah. It's, uh, it reminds you of your friends when you were a kid yeah absolutely so. minor spoilers here I just was watching it last night and I got to the episode where Will destroys his fort yeah. in the rainstorm with a baseball bat. And I felt this big lump in my throat. Yeah. It was just like, oh my God, like who hasn't been there? Who mm-hmm. hasn't felt betrayed by their teenage friends? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it just speaks to all of those things. And then it steeps you in this nostalgia of everything from like, paperback copies of Stephen King books to oh, yeah. John yeah. Carpenter movies yeah. to all of that stuff that we gobbled up as kids. I felt like that, uh, the film Mandy really kind of borrowed a lot of things in, in terms mm-hmm. of like all that sort of nostalgia just yeah. piling that, like, it all together. And, I, and I, I love it. Like I think their homages are amazing. It's yeah. a lot like Monster Squad and now Monster Squad borrows things from you know different films and uh, influences that I don't know. I, I, I'm a really big fan of Stranger Things. I wish it was my number one pick. Uh, I had to go with a little TV show called Hannibal. Oh, oh. choice. Uh, why I went with Hannibal, uh, it's a mix between, as Drew mentioned before, Chef's Table and Psychological Horror. <laughs> I swear, like it, to me, it's phenomenal how they got away with a lot of things that they did on air. Um, yes. just there's there's a ton of tastefully done gore mm-hmm. uh, that's just like so well done like the cinematography the person I think it was like episode two the oh my person. god yeah I was like how did you air this on public television and it's like NBC yeah, it's on yeah. NBC to start I mean that that's crazy to me uh, it, it does get a little murky in like season three but for the most part like it doesn't it doesn't have any like cheap jump scares or gimmicks that I normally get turned off to like as, as a big horror fan that one really did it for me uh, it's very personal because I'm a larger Thomas Harris fan when I was a kid I read uh, all of his well, the first three books, Silence of the Lambs, uh, Red Dragon, and Hannibal. Hannibal, I wasn't like the biggest fan, and I've kind of fallen off the series. I heard apparently that Hannibal Rising, they made the film, and then Harris adapted it into a novel. Uh, wasn't too interested in that whole thing. I was very skeptical at first, but I ended up loving the writing. Uh, the ending, which I'm not going to give any spoilers, but it definitely leaves you wanting more, and it's... I... I I can't I can't do justice to how 
good I thought the ending was because it leaves you kind of stranded, I think is the best way of putting it. Mm. Um, and that show to me is just phenomenal. I, you know, as I said before, like I don't have a top five and my list tomorrow is going to be completely different. I think Hannibal and, and, um, parts unknown are definitely like on par with each other. Um, just for like, I love food. I love community and family and those, those definitely have all those elements in it. That's awesome. Um, my topic I guess if I had to rank them, uh, would be Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. So the show ran initially, uh, and then basically they redid it entirely. Story of uh, it's another anime surprise. Yeah. Uh, it's about two young brothers uh, who try to resurrect their dead mother uh, through uh, some a magic called alchemy. Yeah, we tried and, that twice and it never worked. Yeah, I lost an arm and a leg on that. <laughs> so yes. one brother's entire body is destroyed in the process, and his soul is encapsulated inside a giant suit of armor. The other brother loses his arm and leg and is given prosthetics to cover it up. Uh, they wind up joining kind of this, you know, militia force that governs their land. Uh, they become enveloped in this mystery. Uh, the whole thing goes from zero to 60 very quickly. Uh, there are, there's just an exploration of religion, philosophy, uh, politics, everything you can imagine. The story just never stops barreling down. It's so well told. Everything connects. Um, it, there are so many touching moments. There are some animation sequences that are just inexplicable. Like I can't, I can't conjure the words to describe how beautiful it can be, how moving, uh, it is, how well told the story is, how, how you feel like these characters are your friends. They I gotta, really... I gotta put it like anime for me. I, I definitely see where you're coming from. And I think, Anime definitely has some very good writing, and I think a lot of times those tropes always get in the way of yeah. something that that could be a lot more for me. Yeah, and and Full Metal Alchemist has a couple of those tropes, like they have those exaggerated reactions and stuff like yeah. that. What winds up happening eventually is that it kind of eschews all of that. Like those moments are meant to be like light and comedic, yeah. comedic. Um, but the rest of those tropes kind of fall into the background where it becomes really just a fantasy drama. Um, and really it's, it's just about this progression. I mean, what really stands out to me is that the whole, you know, there's this dystopian government in place and they realize that they're being pitted against, uh, these creatures. It's the seven deadly sins that they're up against. And just these, it's, it's an, I don't know, like they, they don't go down the route of conventional anime and stuff like that. And that's why that's the show that I always try to sell people on. I'm like, please watch this. Like, I know it's weird. I know they have goofy eyes. I know they scream a lot. I know it's high voices. I know, I know, I know. Just please watch this because it's very important to me. And I feel like most people who make it through that show wind up believing it's it's one of their favorites like yeah i feel like if i watched that it would definitely kick open the floodgates for a lot of other things that i'm potentially missing out on but like i said before more of a movie person than i am a tv show a lot of times like if i'm gonna vest that much time into something then and i I think in general like (laughs) a tv show for me is is it's always tempting to pick something else up Mm -hmm. rather than like finish a tv show and for me like turn my phone off shut everything out I can, I, I can, it's, it's not as hard 
to do that with a movie though. For me, mm. it's just like I shut everything out and I focus solely on the movie because that's what I'm there for. Like it's not secondary because I feel like mm. if if you if I do treat something as secondary, there's so much I'm going to miss. Yeah. You know, I I can't I could not casually watch something like 30 Rock and miss all those like incredible references that come in later because that dialogue is rapid fire. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I'm sorry. I realize half of my list is D-Dang cartoons and it's not oh. everyone's cuppa, but I guess someone has to. But it was, it. this episode had a lot of different sty- styles of shows, yep. yeah. you know, genres of shows and everything. So I thought it was, it was pretty good. I'm glad um, you guys let me come on this one. We're I happy to like have I you. I could have like a, a yeah. you know, kind of slightly different perspective. So Definitely. Thank absolutely. You. And just have me back for the Paul Blart episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. Sure. Our favorite Paul Blart <laughs> top, episode. Top, top five. five. <laughs> Top five Paul, Paul Blart episodes. Top five fart noises yeah. in Paul Blart. Is it? Yeah. I reckon you got two to get through. At, at, at about minute 23, there's this really sonorous fart that Paul That's Blart rips. basically what the show or the, what the movie is. But uh, welcome, Beth. We're happy to have you as a, yeah, as a guest. Um, I will say, like, whenever we did our first episode and I – and. It was on spot. The podcast was on Spotify and Anchor. It is now on Apple Podcasts. Woo! Um, yeah. For for some reason, whenever I found it on Apple Podcasts, they had a. And all you gotta do is go to like your Apple Podcast if that's what you use, and just search DRS um, top picks, and you'll and you'll find us. But it's for some reason we're, we're uh, in the category of religion. They put us in there, and I don't know how to change that. But we. You know, so Hold on, um, I gotta ask you in Ghostbusters <laughs> lingo. Are you a god? <laughs> but I guess god? listening to us is just as you know important as listening to the Pope. So I guess we go in there. <laughs> and um, so um, except the Pope was killed with yeah. black, <laughs> black books wine. So but um, yeah. But again, if you would like to be a guest on the show, let us know. We've had a handful of people say they want to be in um, or be on a future episode. We try to do one or two a month, so uh, it, it it might take a while, but we'd love to have you on there. And we'd love to hear – text us, put it on our social media or whatever, um, uh, any ideas that you have for future top five episodes. And uh, But that's it for uh, episode two. So thank you for listening. Thank Thanks you. for joining. Thanks.